Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I'm one of your two co-hosts for this year's episode. I'm joined, as always, by the other co-host, uh, who happens to also be a good friend of mine, by the name of Blake. I'm here, and I happen uh, to be a good friend of Jordan's by random circumstance. Yeah, sheer coincidence. Uh, I, truly. I, you know? I actually picked a random co-host and was lucky that it was someone i already knew so uh that was very fortunate you just um, went blake, through the yellow pages and flipped yeah yeah i put up a craigslist ad and blake answered it so really oh a missing was, one of those what's the craigslist for like missed, uh, misconnections mixed someone connection. who played played a weird game uh-huh <laughs> no it was misconnections that museum game we played the Omoma, right. or it's an- anonymous. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anonymous, yeah. Missed connections missed. for that person. I gaslighted you into uh, thinking yes. I was. <laughs> <laughs> you monster. What um, a time. <laughs> anyways, today we're talking about a different game by the name of Crystalline, uh, which is a um, 3D sort of exper- exper- experiential uh, game about following a... A strange dancer through an abandoned uh, warehouse that seems like it may or may not be one of those like warehouses where they hold raves. Uh huh. Um, the discotheque uh, warehouse. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, so this game is by uh, Gael Borges. Uh, is the the main uh, person credited with uh, music and sound design by Romain. Anselme or Anselme. I, I believe not. that's Roman Anselm. I don't actually I'm know. I'm going to go with that. A... It sounds nice in French. So uh, I do know I, of a French person. I, I believe French Roman Formula is. One. That, that is, spelling is usually a French first name. So I think yep. we're going to go with your, your idea. Yeah. I was going to say there's a French Formula One driver, right? I think he's <laughs> Dutch French. Roman Grosjean. So, and mm. it's spelled like that. So I'm going to say Roman Anselm, less less confidence <laughs> um uh yeah so the other the other fun thing about this game is that uh it was uh recommended to us by a um by a listener who uh wanted us to figure out uh what it's about uh <laughs> and unfortunately um dear listener i can't tell you i have no clue i haven't played yeah. this game uh but i am happy to speculate on your behalf. Yeah, gladly. Uh, that was at, I believe that was uh, nearly legless Nate on yes. Twitter at, at Snivitz, Snivitz, S-N-I-V-E-T-S. Great name. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly something. Um, um, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, well, nearly legless Nate wants us to, uh, to, um, figure out what this game means and i think that this is a game if i had to summarize it maybe a bit of an obvious point but it's not a game so much about what it means as about what kinds of things it wants you to experience or even more more basically like what kinds of things it wants you to sense like i think this is a game that is really uh about um producing really visceral uh kind of hard to fully account for um yeah like senses just like this totally. is a basic bodily like sensation response yeah yes totally i think i think that's what it's about um so we can dive into that a little bit but the the sort of short um 
explanation of why why that's my read on it is that it has extremely aggressive use of uh, strobing lights of various uh, speeds and uh, brightnesses. And it does, thank God, give you a warning in the beginning. But, you know, I don't have <laughs> epilepsy. I usually am not bothered by strobe lights. But even uh-huh. I found this uh, game extremely disorienting. Like, yeah, if you, like, if, you have, if, if you have any level of, like, photosensitivity, uh, I wouldn't even start this game. Uh, not because it's not interesting, but because, I mean, I feel like... You will uh, hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, there, there's um, recently with the sort of trend in games toward um, accessibility, uh, photosensitivity, and like epileptic seizure warnings have become uh, quite commonplace. And uh, most of the time, you know, it's, it's not very apparent to a person without photosensitivity, uh, you know, what exactly would be the triggers this game makes makes there no question that i don't think yes. that's the right way to phrase that but there there is no question in this game uh, <laughs> yeah it's like oh yeah i can see how this would cause someone discomfort <laughs> yeah it can cause me discomfort as and a person I, currently feeling discomfort uh-huh yeah yeah and i think i think it goes beyond just like i think discomfort is something this game intentionally wants to oh, yeah. produce yeah for i sure. think it wants to it wants you to be really intimately aware of mm-hmm. your eyes as organs it's like how i would put it like you know you're used to especially when playing video games like vision just being a very reflexive kind of thing but in this right I, I had to like think about my eyes i had to be squinting at some places i had to right. like close my eyes to get a break at a few places it was just like yeah very totally. aware of the fact that my eyes are in my head and trying to totally uh, manage the stimulus yeah, I mean, uh, you you use the word visceral, and I'm glad you did because I found myself uh, a lot of my notes for this game are just adjectives. Uh, they're just words. They're not like uh, yeah, yeah. it's not like totally. It's not really descriptive. It's just kind of like uh, or it's it's not uh, descriptive in the sense we normally get of like you know genre or thematic. It's just feeling, reaction, sensation. Mm-hmm. uh which again is uh, feels very intentional um but uh, visceral came up to me and it's interesting because i think visceral comes up as a way to describe games maybe it's less common now but i remember at some point in time visceral being this this word to kind of describe like oh this this game really makes you feel like you're doing the thing the character is doing like something about mm. like I, I think now it might be uh, like called more like juice or at this point even juice might be an outdated term but like the uh, a way to express that the uh, the feedback you get as a player uh, through the controller and through the feeling of the controls uh, is so closely synced with the action on screen that you feel a sort of like extra sense of connection to the game Mm -hmm. and this game is not like that it is felt viscerally because it is assaulting your senses in such a way that you are having like your body is responding to it on almost like primal feels like a little bit like first of all primal feels like kind of the wrong word and also it feels a little bit trite to be like it's a primal experience Uh Uh, (laughs) 
But, but yeah, but I know tr- what you mean. Like, in that there's something kind of like pre-conscious about it almost. Like, totally. It's just kind of like, totally. It's like your body like, just reacting to it rather yeah, than absolutely. you kind of like thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, there were, there were a few moments in this game where it's like, you can't help but react to it and have a feeling that you can't totally describe because it's just eliciting such, uh, 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 uh almost violent response. And that's cool mm-hmm. as hell. I I cannot yeah. say there are many games that uh, 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 have been felt on uh, on that level. Um, not to say that I want every game to do this because it was certainly a lot. I felt kind of tired after playing this game. Uh, but I do think it's to this game's credit that it can uh, produce uh, such sort of like instinctual. I, I don't know. I still haven't quite found the right words uh, to pin down the way I think like a bodily reaction is a, uh, which is what you said, I think is a good way to describe what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually was weirdly reminded of a class I took in grad school on like uh, early experimental cinema. And just like, it felt like it was going for very similar things that like surrealist films are going for where they would do right. just like, they would like attach the, the camera to a roller coaster and right. then it's just like and yeah it's hard to think of a word to describe the experience of watching it other than visceral because it's just like oh god what is like it is just really engaging your senses in a way that um that is hard to hard to describe and right i think this and this is doing something similar yeah and I, I think i think it's interesting that film is what you were it reminded you of too because normally when we play games it's kind of like oh this is kind of like this game or this is kind of like this game this game reminded me not of any i it didn't really remind me of any games that i played but it reminded me of a few films that um maybe aren't sort of built totally around this uh, a single sort of like audio visual concept like this game is mm. but that feature scenes like this like the one that came to my mind first was um under the skin uh you've seen under the skin haven't you um uh, yes scarlett yes. johansson is an alien yes. movie mm-hmm. uh because yes. it has those scenes where it's like really dark where she once she's like brought people into her lair and they're sort of like a human form but you can tell it's not quite human in this dark space with really stark like white lighting and like some weird flashes um i'm trying to think of what other movies i think uh 2001 the whole like ending sequence with the star child there was a little bit of that of just like the moments mm. where you're passing through this sort of like mesmerizing hypnotic lights flashing yeah um sounds sort of chirping it's it's not it's musical but it's not quite music it's rhythmic uh mm-hmm. it's rhythmic but it's not particularly tonal it's certainly not melodic um yeah so i had more feelings of of uh, or more uh memories of film than actually of you know like and, and 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 to me it honestly felt like an evocation of uh like i guess the closest thing i can think of is like a haunted house where they have have you ever done one of those haunted sure, houses where they like yeah. have the strobing lights um yeah i think this is a much different experience than that but it it kind of like it felt to me mm-hmm. like i could cons- i could see this being a like an art installation where you like walk through this old abandoned warehouse and there's yeah yeah like strobing art (laughs) yeah yeah and people dancing around and i think 
uh, up up through about like maybe most of the game, but sort of the ending. There the there there are a few sequences that definitely uh, break the realm of what's possible in the real world and sort of like take you to a, a different space. And we can talk about those in a minute. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did like that this game didn't feel like a game really at all. It reminded me of other things and um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe it's worth just kind of briefly summarizing kind of what happens uh, uh, in the game, just so we have a sort of shared sense of what we're talking about. Um, right. Although quickly, viewers. we should so, say before we before we do this, you should go buy the game and play it. It's, uh, it's on yes. sale in the Steam sale. By the time you hear this, it'll be on sale for like two or three more days. Yeah. Half off yeah. two dollars and fifty cents. I mean, even if you don't get it on sale, five bucks. Go yeah, get it. Totally. Right out. Do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, you basically are in some sort of abandoned warehouse following around this, uh, bald woman who is wearing, um, like a, uh, like a black leotard that you might see like for an interpretive dance performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, uh, walk through, uh, various spaces of this warehouse and she keeps reappearing, uh, often, uh, supernaturally like she'll just the lights will flash and she'll appear and then disappear um, and she you can walk up to her and it's actually kind of you can like stand right in, in the very first room you can like stand in front of her and like look her right in the eyes and it's uh-huh. it was it's weirdly like creepy yeah, um, her eyes always follow you around yeah yeah um, and then it gets just like uh, gradually more uh, kind of surreal um, uh, as you go, the 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 sort of rules of the space start to get broken, um, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in a second. But they they make uh, the game kind of um, plays with uh, the strobe lights uh, in that way. Like the things will strobe, and then you'll be in a different space, and then they'll strobe again, and you'll be back where you were. Right. Um, uh, and then it ends, spoilers, the big reveal, uh, where you either become or are revealed to have always been this woman. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not clear to me which one is the case, but suddenly right. you look down and you are occupying her point of view. And then the game um, kind of not quite backtracks, because I don't think it's like literally in reverse order, but you you will see a bunch of the things you saw earlier in the game, but from her perspective where she was standing when you encountered her. Um, and then the game will restart from the beginning. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of, uh, kind of, um, uh, summary quote unquote, if it can be, uh, you know, <laughs> if the, if this game can be summarized, but right. the, the thing I wanted to sort of talk about a little bit is the, um, so they, the, the way that the, one of the ways that this game produces the visceral experience we've been talking about so much is um, by not just by using strobe lights a lot, but by mm. intentionally using them in places so that it disrupts your your sense of space and movement. Right. Because um, and it does it a couple ways. Uh, first of all, the the woman who you're always um, running into, her animations are very like. Uh, expressive they really uh, she's really kind of like moving her body all around and these like different orientations um mm. like like she's dancing i mean it really reminds me of like interpretive dance like uh, yeah totally um but the, like she'll be like writhing around in these weird movements and it just like 
looks so weird under a strobe light because it's like you're you're seeing the it's sort of like broken up into frames in a way that just like it makes it really disorienting because you know your, your brain's like trying to fill in the the movement um yeah uh, but it do, it doesn't always match the way your, your brain's trying to fill it in and then another way they do that is by um strobing you there's only a couple rooms that do this but like strobing you into a new space so you'll be like walking and then the, the strobe lights will flash and suddenly you're in a different um a different space and so it 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 sort of like accentuates that effect even more where you know your brain kind of is naturally trying to i you know the the way i was thinking of it is like you know your brain naturally smooths out anything that is happening at a very high frame rate uh this game is like designed to disrupt that experience as much as possible to like kind of break down the the smoothness into uh, this weird splotchy kind of movement that is very disorienting it, it yeah it, it kind of feels like it's uh not only meant to sort of like fly in the face of that but sort of call it into question because i i think sure, at times sure. it was unclear to me whether she uh the dancer is animating smoothly and i'm just seeing strobes of a smooth animation and because i can't see what's in between uh yeah. it looks unnatural or if uh between the strobes uh you know, the position of the character model is changing in a way that is uh, not possible in a real human. Uh, it mm -hmm. really, it really sort of like uh, rides this line of um, questioning your perception of uh, this, yeah. this experience versus what's actually happening. And uh, part of the fact that it's a game, you really can't get a sense of it. And, and some of the rooms mm -hmm. sort of uh, uh, have enough like ambient light or have uh, little small uh, points of reference that let you sort of like have a sense of space. And like, I guess, would that be considered proprioception? I'm not sure. But like sort of, you know, your orientation yeah. within the room and the space yeah, around yeah. you. And then I other guess it spaces, wouldn't literally be proprioception because you're not actually sensing with your hands and arms. Video but, game. But, but the sort of, yeah, the sort of like uh, intuitive proprioception. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, you're sort of in some rooms, it's like, no, this room is pitch black when those strobes aren't on. Or you're, um, actually, I think uh, a really good example is so you have that first room that you mentioned where, um, uh, you, so you sort of walk in from an alleyway, uh, where you see the, the title of the game, Crystalline, uh, like a neon sign on the side of like a building. And then you're in this alleyway and you kind of like walk up. Uh, to a door and enter and then inside the room is is the woman crouched and then as you approach her she stands up and she kind of does this weird mm -hmm. like turning her head at you um, and then the next space you move into from that you kind of go down a hallway and then at the end of the hallway is this this big room describing this is going to be so hard uh, but it's, it's a big room with uh, basically think of them like pillars. It has these uh, like big dividers between the hallway where you're coming from and the room where the woman is dancing and they're strobing. So you're in like a pitch black hallway and you have these pillars sort of like obstructing your vision as you turn this corner. Uh, but you can see like glimpses of light and flashes of this woman moving. And of course we, we haven't talked about audio at all. Uh, maybe I'll come back to that. Cause I think it plays a huge role here. Yeah. But uh, immediately the first note I wrote down was disorienting all caps. Like uh, <laughs> just like the second you come in to that space, that's kind of like the first proper um, 
exhibit isn't the right word, but this, uh, I would say each room kind of feels like a piece kind of feels yeah, like yeah. here is an expression kind of, of some of, yeah. Yeah. Of like here, here's an expression of one idea of what we can do with this sort of like framework that we've set up of, uh, strobing lights, dancing figure, warehouse space, and the sort of music, uh, sound design elements. Um, mm-hmm. and it's immediately puts you on the back foot because, uh, it, when the lights turn off, it's like, wh- where the hell am I going? What am I looking at? And then as you get closer, you see glimpses of things that look really familiar, you know, a person, but then it's obscured and then it's dark and then there's light again, but there's no person there. So you can't tell where they are or what's going on. Um, and it, it pretty immediately, uh, puts you in this sort of position of like, oh, what what's going on here? I feel kind of uh, I'm on edge a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does make you feel um, uh, on edge. I think that um, I actually like your earlier comparison to to a haunted house because uh, it's not it's not like a haunted house in the sense that this game is like trying to be scary per se. At the beginning, I wasn't sure if it was going to have like jump scares or something. It sort of like right. sets you sets you in a headspace of being being wary of that sort of thing, but rather right. just that the, this, the strobe lights serve the same function in this as they do in haunted houses, which is to just like disrupt your sense of space. Um, right. You know, right. slightly different purpose here. It's not to scare you. It's just to kind of like, like that's the kind of headspace the game wants you in. But, um, uh, yeah, it definitely, definitely makes you feel uneasy right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it made me feel a little bit uneasy, but I was still really interested. And then later on, I kind of was filled with uh, not quite dread, but sort of a um, a nervous anticipation of what nervousness, uh, yeah, what audiovisual uh, sort of like um, game of chicken this game will play with me <laughs> as I move into the next space. Um, yeah, there's definitely. I thought it was actually very interesting that um, the game. You know, so much of your experience in this game is sort of like revolves around, you know, glimpsing this woman out of the corner of your eye or sometimes right in front of you. So I thought it was Mm -hmm. interesting the game chose to have in the very first encounter with her uh, for her to just be standing still and you able to be like you can walk up and and just like look at her uh, all you want. Because much of the rest of the game, it's sort of like she's kind of just out of your reach or just out of your view. Um, mm-hmm. or like, as you approach her, she vanishes. And I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that, you know, you can imagine a version of this game where she's always just out of view. And then at the very end is the first time you actually run into her. But this game doesn't quite have, um, doesn't quite have that effect. And I, I was trying to think through what the significance of that decision is. And it seems like part of it is just supposed to be that it's like, you know, this sort of establish this woman as not a threat just something right that makes you uneasy like it's not something that's chasing you it's just something that's kind of off right right that's a good point actually because i think that's what helps it feeling like this game isn't quite a horror game but it made me feel more tense and nervous than many Mm -hmm. horror games that i've played right like yeah um and it doesn't trade in uh jump scares or cheap tricks really It, it plays in this sort of um yeah, sensory I, I know overload. He, I keep wanting to say dread, but I agree with you that it's not quite dread, but it feels kind of on that wavelength. Like, yeah, anti- it's, maybe, it's maybe just anticipation. I, yeah, uh, it's but, not yeah. that I don't want to see what the next 
thing around the corner is because I am interested to see what it is. But part of me is also a little bit afraid of how aggressively I, I, yeah. I wrote this. Um, one of one of the notes I wrote is that uh, a violent game without any quote unquote actual violence, like uh, oh, sure, because there's no there's no like or or there's not any like explicit physical violence. There's no person hitting another person or thing hitting into a person. There's just sort of abrupt movement, flashes of light loud sound uh but it it has a a a a sensory effect of violence of it like it it almost feels like you're being hit over the head by a flashing light or a loud sound or a probably pretty much all the time a loud sound and a flashing light (laughs) at the same time um but yeah it, it feels like this game is kind of like beating you up without touching you you know what i mean Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i yeah it is it's like not actually like showing you scary or threatening things just kind of mm-hmm. like putting you just kind of like that general vibe even without actually like like going there another word that came to mind was intimidating like yeah it, it almost feels like uh this game kind of knows that it could be using these these effects to be explicitly scary or to be you know explicitly Mm -hmm. a horror game but instead they're kind of just uh presenting it as an experience and different spaces that you experience so Mm -hmm. there's 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 an i I don't know why i felt intimidated by this game that this game was kind of like a game of chicken of uh you know do you want to see what's in the next room like part of me wondered if it was going to break bad and you know, suddenly right, the lady's yeah. going to have like blood coming out of her eyes or something. And I'm glad that it didn't. I, I think the, the yeah. way it panned out was better than that. That would have, that would have made me sort of felt like the spell is broken. You've kind of gone for the cheap, the cheap mm-hmm. thrill rather than the more ambiguous, but, uh, to my mind, more, uh, more engaging sort of, uh, uh, effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I like that it, um, yeah, I also like that it doesn't actually go for the like full on creepiness or horror. I think that the it's for a game that's not about anything. It felt very disciplined in the sorts of ideas that it was working through. Like it, mm. it, it, it wants to it wants to see how much mileage it can get out of um, strobe lights specifically. Not right. Uh, not a uh, like just creepiness in general. Like it's like I really want to work through strobing. Totally. Um, and th- there was there was like a moment early on where I was kind of like, oh, so this is just kind of like a gimmickly gimmicky, like, oh, look at strobe lights thing. Uh, <laughs> and that 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 feeling, I think, went away pretty quickly uh, when you could kind of see the way that they were playing with it. I mean, it is um, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it one note. It is an effect that uh I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a predictable effect. Like you you kind of know what a strobe light does, and uh, yeah, you kind yeah. of understand how it feels to be in a in a real space with a strobe light. But I think that they they get enough uh, mileage and sort of uh, variance out of the the situations they put you in uh, that uh, it felt it felt elevated mm-hmm. above just like check out how aren't strobe lights cool and crazy? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I would agree with that. So, um, so, oh, go ahead. I, I just wanted to, this was, this was one note that, um, 
at some point in one of the early rooms, uh, I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm playing it on my computer, right? And I'm like, oh man, I wish I could play this on my TV because my TV has uh, HDR. Do you know what HDR is? I do not. High dynamic range. So basically it's a technology that allows, it allows your pixels to, rather than just like turning them off, they can uh, give the uh, visual effect of like true blackness and then the sort of uh, the, you know, I mean, the dynamic range between the darkest and the lightest thing that it can display is really high. So it's popular mm-hmm. in like AAA games to have HDR because it can make a game feel a little bit more immersive when like the difference between light and dark, um, like, I don't know, in Skyrim or something, when you come out of a cave and suddenly you're in the sunlight, like the t- it'll go from being so dark to so bright that it will like it will hurt your eyes like like it would be if you were doing that in real life right uh and so at one point i wrote uh i want to see it with hdr and then the next game or the next room that i walked into uh was a room that immediately was like i'm very glad that i am i was not capable of like stopping the game at that moment and going and playing it on hdr because the next room i walked into was i would say the most aggressive strobing room which is that room where it's just pure white very violent I, I basically had to close my eyes to that room. I like literally yeah. was squint, squinting to walk through it. I I could not. I I still cannot describe to you the sensation of like knowing that I'm looking at a computer monitor and playing a game and not understanding how it is making me feel this way. Like it, it was <laughs> it was crazy. I was like I was like oh my god. If I had HDR, I think I might die. Like I might. I, I think you, you said before you. Uh, the podcast. <laughs> You said uh, at times I felt like this game, like I don't have epilepsy, but at times I felt like this game like was testing me as like, are you sure you don't have it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it was like, it was like, it was like, shit, man, this certainly doesn't feel good. I don't know really how to put my finger on what's happening, but it is, uh, it's aggressive. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It, it's sort of like it, in, in an almost beautiful way, it's sort of like, well, epilepsy is a spectrum, <laughs> and you might not have <laughs> epilepsy, but we can, all, all humans, if, you know, if pressed to the limit, will experience photosensitivity. Uh-huh. At <laughs> like, a certain point, you know, you, it's you too like, can feel like your world is collapsing because of bright lights. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you hear a loud sound. At a certain point, a certain sound is going to be objectively loud unless you're like deaf. Yeah, uh, totally. And, and this uh, this game certainly was uh, testing the limits. Absolutely. Um, okay, so one minor thing I wanted to mention is, um, did you notice that there were a couple optional, very short optional, like, side hallways that you yeah. can go through that need, did need to go through? Mm-hmm. So yeah. one of them that I found was in the... Um, the room where you where time is slowing down, uh, you're supposed to go to the left into this like yellowish area, but you can go to the right uh, and outside. And if you do, right. you'll go up some stairs and into another hallway that will drop you back down on where you're supposed to go. And then mm. I was reading through the comments of people who played it on itch and someone mentioned that there's a room, uh, a missable door towards the beginning in the first room with the columns Yep. Um, with a fire exit door. I actually never did check that out. Um, ah. So I thought it was interesting that, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I have any 
insightful comments about it, but for a game that is so much about a kind of structured experience, it's interesting that they did give some non-linearity and even missable stuff. Yeah, um, and and since you didn't see it, actually both of them sort of take the form of, and, and they actually both have the same sort of guiding thing, which is that they have a faint sort of like flashing light above them. Uh, mm. And to me, I interpret that as... Uh, you know, the light above the exit sign in the movie theater, you know, this is a thing to say, here's the exit. And each of those spaces, uh, I think they both let you sort of outside the main space into a sort of area of respite, uh, to sort of get away from the sensory overload that the rest of this game is. So that other one is like, yeah, it is in that very first or not that very first, it's technically the second, but the first like real, room and actually i immediately walked over there and it popped an achievement and then i was like mm, maybe this isn't the main thing i'll go look around somewhere else uh and actually ended up not coming back until uh i finished the game and then i that's just so close to the beginning i just restarted and went straight there uh, but actually where the where the the climactic sequence where you're sort of uh, uh seeing from the point of view of the dancer um, where that concludes is the space where you go. Uh, so the room where you're walking and uh, the dancer walks along the catwalk, you can follow her along the catwalk into this room oh. with like a weird spiral staircase in it where uh, if you remember, it's like the end of the sequence or it's like the second to last thing you see in the sequence where you are uh, viewing the point of view of the dancer where it's just like, violent like thrashing like uh floating in the air violent thrashing yeah so you can yeah kind of, like, like walk down this or something yeah. yeah you can walk down this like corkscrew ramp as the dancer is like in the air above you like oh, twisting and writhing around yeah, i was kind yeah, of trippy. I was, that makes sense because i when i experienced that at the end i was like huh this is the one thing that was not something uh -huh. i saw earlier I, I was i guess too. you can see it earlier I was too. And then as I was kind of like going back, I was like, wait a second. I think that that's what I'm about to see. And it totally was. Yeah. Nice. Um, huh. That's yeah, cool. it was. Yeah, it was, it was definitely cool. Um, all right, Jordan, I got to talk about the music and the sound, you know, Naturally, you, know you know what? We have a basically a budgeted slot at the end of every episode. Right. Right. Maybe we'll, we'll honestly, make it a formal thing. Blake's uh, music hour. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I think uh, probably I should have just uh, started talking about it sooner because I think it plays a huge part. Uh, it did. It did for me of my experience of the game because um, I think it is uh, equally or nearly equally uh, as important to the effect that I had uh, playing the game to the visuals, the sound. Um, because, uh, like I mentioned before, I sort of alluded to it's. It's not quite. I wouldn't quite totally just be like, yeah, it's music because it's not really traditional music. Although the intro to the game uh where you're outside of the of the warehouse sort of like walking in from the alley certainly makes it sound like you're about to walk into a nightclub you sort of have like the muffled low pass filter type sound of like you know it sounds like you're hearing mm -hmm. loud uh thumping music from uh from outside the building uh but then as you get closer to it it doesn't ever really turn into fully formed music like it's kind of uh, it exists, most of it exists in like a pretty low uh, sort of like sub bassy rumbles and rhythmic clicks and mm -hmm. snaps that um, a lot of which snap along with the the flashes of the light. There's kind of like the light flashing sound that's like this 
kind of sharp, almost almost grating, sort of like snapping sound, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the as the lights are strobing which i think is something is important that we haven't mentioned is it's not like just a a straight up strobe light of uh just flashing on and off at a fixed interval it is it is rhythmic flashing and in uh several of the spaces uh the the cadence of the rhythm uh quickens or slows uh you know it it, it is mm-hmm. moving it is moving rhythmically uh, both in that there's like you know a sort of almost musical rhythmic interval that it's going but also that that interval will speed up and slow down and change um and i think i think again it plays a huge part in the sort of discomfort of it if it if it were all just you know like uh if it were a more traditional sort of like club sounding four on the floor dance music type song uh and the strobe was flashing perfectly in sync with the kick drum of just like uh uh, 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 like I think that's one of the places where it could have fallen into gimmicky silly. Uh, yeah, yeah. and instead, and instead, uh, they play around with the timing and, and they, they really get some, there's some extreme discomfort that came from the music. I, I started playing it, uh, on my speakers and then I started hearing it and I was like, nah, 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 this is, this is going to be a, this is a headphones <laughs> joint. And I actually had to turn the sound down at a few points because the sound was, uh, some of it was really aggressive. Some of the bass was really like sub bassy, just like, like it was like, oh my God, this kind of hurts. Um, like that, that big long hallway with the really bright lights where you sort of like warp toward the dancer as you're walking and they're sort of like down at the end of the hallway. That one that I remember the sound, like I thought that hallway was really cool, but I couldn't stay there because the sound was just so loud and, um, intense that it was a little bit hard to just like sit there and uh and be in it but yeah i think uh uh big uh big props to um uh roman uh ensemble <laughs> yeah yeah or, i definitely uh, thought it was yeah the sound was very the the room that i i most noticed it was the the room where time is like slowing up and uh slowing and, and speeding uh, you mentioned I, that you mentioned that before i'm not sure what room you mean do you remember the the I you really the room where it's like a big open room? Um, Are you talking about the one where the where it columns. looks like the dancer is like running around and jumping over the little like fence things? Um, possibly. I don't remember if she's jumping. It's the one where you can go to the right to go outside. Right. Then yeah. Yeah. Whenever the lights strobe, your walking speed will slow down. I guess I don't know that time is slowing down, but your ability to move oh, through really, the, yeah, you're going faster and slower. See that that's one of the it's ones subtle, where it was, but it was dark enough that I couldn't really tell the difference. But I'm sure I felt yeah, it. You know what I mean? It, like, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, but yeah, that's just and, also another space where I was really like aware of the sound. It just uh, right kind of right. that weird yeah, that one that weird rumbling sound that you can kind of like feel in your ribs, like yeah that's uh, that's that's that sub bass yeah that that one had and that one has little splashes of sort of like discordant uh sort of semi-musical elements that that come mm-hmm. in that were that were really cool yeah that room that room was one of the one of the coolest ones i thought um but it's interesting that you are like totally certain that uh your movement was slowing because now i'm remembering there was one point where i'm being like have i been moving this slow the whole time and i just haven't been paying attention uh but now i'm like wait how much were they messing with the speed of the player character oh, to sort of yeah 
to well, sort of Well, I do know they mess with it in a couple pace. places because there's a hall. Well, I guess I don't. There's a hallway where you're moving. I guess here's how I guess I should put it. What the game isn't necessarily doing is speeding up and slowing you down, but it's messing with your sense of. It, it's trying to destabilize your sense of uh, motion because, like, right, remember the, right. the hall that hallway where you yes. um, it, it feels like you're going faster, but it's like, are and you it, going faster or is you the, are you definitely the, or, get or like is the hallway um, blinking collapsing? Yeah, right. blinking towards you. Like it's it's kind of like the sensation is faster movement, but it's kind of like like um, calling into question what movement even is when you're in right. a in a video game world where your only what sense is of movement is what you can see. Yeah, what's, what is, what is the, the variable, variable that's, that's actually being changed? Here? Because yeah, yeah, all you that's can feel is that it feels like you got somewhere you shouldn't have been able to get to so quickly. But was it the space collapsing? Was it time accelerating? What what variable was it that was changing, and in what direction? Um, yeah, 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 I think I think talking about it now more so than playing, you like get a better understanding of why they elicit such like sort of. Uh, uh, anxious or nervous sort of feelings is you, you, you can't really put your finger on what's happening, but you can, you can tell that something's happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really, Something really cool. definitely happening. So, so do you have uh, a, a favorite, a f- favorite is maybe the wrong word, but do you have a room that produced the greatest effect or that you thought was like the coolest or most interesting? Um, I think, well, the first one that comes to mind is that one. Um, the one I've been talking about, but I'm trying to think if there's another one that the one you've been uh, talking about, like with the with the sense of time speeding yes. up and slowing down. That one was a great. Um, one. And let's see what other ones really jumped out to me. I um the I I kind of like the one where you're just you drop down into like some sort of weird tunnely basement, and um, I mean this one is kind of one of the least interesting in terms of the like visual effects but i just kind of, kind of found it sort of fun it's the one where you're just sort of wandering through this hallways and i did test it um it is an infinite hallway and eventually if you just turn left after walking enough the lights will flash and the, uh the way forward will appear oh interesting uh, um so i found that one kind of interesting um i I think that my least, I don't know if I would say it was my least favorite, but the one that was just blinding white light, that was certainly the one that was uh, most difficult to do. <laughs> right. But um, did you did you notice with that one that uh, there's a part where uh, like if you look over to the one side, the dancer is standing on the other side of a two way mirror looking at the mirror. And so the part where you're uh, uh, where you're viewing the dancer's point of view uh, right. and the dancer's point of view she's looking at a mirror but uh if you went there in uh in your sort of like first move through you can just see her standing uh, on the other side of a little window i didn't realize it was a mirror obviously until until uh, the the final thing yeah until the final thing but it was like oh yeah yeah i thought it was really cool um and kind of again calls into question uh you alluded to this a little bit when when you first sort of talked about the the fact that you uh get put in the position of the dancer but it, it sort of comes back to that uh, that question of, okay, was I the dancer the whole time and the dancer's yeah. been having an out-of-body experience? Or 
have I was the dancer, this person that's been imprisoned in this place. And I have now by going through it and uh, like coming to the end, I have become the dancer. No, you know, I have been I am now the one in the prison, you know. Uh, which I, is probably maybe too much uh, specific, like uh, con- connotation to uh, um, to give to uh, connotation is probably the wrong word, but it's uh, maybe a little bit more uh, like meaning or specific. Uh, too, too much narrative uh, for a game that's about yes, you know, sensation, right? Sure. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it but it is a cool effect, and I I thought it, I did think that that was a great way to. Uh, sort of bring the game home uh, is mm-hmm. to have you yeah. rather than just having you know a sort of like climax in this like really intense audio visual thing to kind of take all the rooms you've seen and take one of the elements that has been the most like in in some ways the most eerie element that produces the most uh, like uh, produces a lot of discomfort but also the most sort of like grounding and consistent element between all of them and uh, the most I mean, literally the most human element, the one that uh, feels almost it, it's comforting. The dancer is comforting as much as uh, she is upsetting because it's it's a person, uh, you know, a representation of a person. But often the things that you see happening to her are kind of violent. And sometimes it looks like dancing yeah. and sometimes it looks like she's being thrown yeah. around by an invisible force, you know? Um, yeah, she's ex- she's being somehow you know, being hurt or something or like, right, right, (laughs) right. Exactly. And that, that's kind of what like brought me back to, uh, that question of like, is this, has this person been imprisoned and I am now this person. And actually I think the thing that really first led me to, uh, say that and another, uh, I didn't mention what my favorite room was, but other than the one that you really liked was the part where you get to the rooftop and uh, it'll flash to this room, this pitch black room full of pillars where you are. The dancer is always running away from you and they look scared. Like she looks freaked out. She looks like she's trying to get away from you and uh-huh, then it'll kind yeah. of flash and you'll be on this rooftop and flash and you'll be back. And I thought that uh, that effect was really cool and worked yeah. well. Oh, I guess that would be the, actually that would be the one I would say I was most interested in. I had forgotten about that one, but. That one's really cool. I really liked that area, that one. Yeah, I think the the persistence of your point of view, like I think a lot of games where they sort of like, uh, it'll feel like they're teleporting you somewhere, like uh, you're here and then you're here and then you're here. It felt like there was a continuum of motion between them that it still felt like I was traveling linearly through the space, even though it's like, two totally different spaces. I thought, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what was done to, to sort of uh, make that work. And maybe there wasn't anything specifically done. Maybe it was just, that's how it worked out, but it did feel, um, it felt really cool. It was, it, I, I kind of ended up like just walking around that rooftop a little bit just because it was a cool effect to keep watching. And uh, I almost to like look for it to loop and like expect it to have some predictable thing. And then it, it never really did it. It kept feeling like, mm-hmm a sort of strange and uh, a new experience each, each time you flash between. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that the, the fact that sh- uh, she's like running away from you was part of what made me think like, oh, okay, so is this like either she's leading me somewhere into a trap 
or she's trying <laughs> to escape or, or, or something like, am I, am I the captor in this scenario? Uh, is this someone that I've like imprisoned to, uh, you know, dance around my weird fucked up, uh, uh, strobe warehouse. Who can say, who can say who can it say? can't be said. And certainly not by me. Um, <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts about uh, Crystalline? Crystalline? Uh, no, uh, this was we exhausted all of my prepared material, so yeah, uh, I think we can uh, go ahead and talk about the game we'll be playing next week. So next week we'll be playing a game. Uh, let's see if I'm saying this right. Inglet, I think Inglet. is how it's said. Um, so this is a game uh, by Niflas. Uh, AKA triple topping on itch. Um, uh, that I is about, if, I think it's Niflos and triple topping. I think it's a, I think it's a collaboration based on uh, the, the tweet. Oh, I see. Okay. I was confused because it's triple topping on itch, but then on the itch page, it says, follow me Niflos. Okay. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, this is a game where you, uh, play as some sort of, fish-like squid-like creature floating through uh space um it's very like uh it has very expressive um uh, art style that uh, i'm excited to check out so uh that's what we'll be playing next week if you want to hear that episode or get a link to inglet once we release the episode you should follow us uh on twitter at edgeguardcast uh that's where we uh release all the updates for the podcast new episodes uh, links to the games we play, as well as uh, uh, contact information for the creators if they have a, a Twitter or an itch page. So if you want to get those kind of updates, definitely follow us there at, at EdgeGuardCast. And if you have a recommendation for a game you'd like us to play, uh, we'd definitely like to hear it. Uh, this game, uh, Crystalline, that we just played was from a, a, a listener's recommendation. So we always like to, to hear that. So uh, follow us. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Nearly legless Nate. Do you feel? Do you feel like we did it? Did we? Did, did we? Did we, did we, we clarify did we, the game enough for you? I think. Did uh, we satisfy? I, I would like to receive a uh, some sort of rating on how successfully uh, we accomplished this. Yeah, we've, we've turned in our book report. F to A. Yeah, yes. we've turned in our book report. Now we're waiting for for the grade <laughs> from from teacher. Will teacher uh, do a smiley face on our book report? Yes, okay. please. Uh, I dearly hope so. Um, well, we'll find out next time. <laughs> uh, follow us at Edgeguard Cast to find out our grade. Um, but uh, Inglet next uh, next time, and we will talk to you then.